here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Hashtag authority. Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag Smackdown 15. Jeff Hawkins. You done digging that hole? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Dance on your grave, dirt sheet writer. Well, I ain't no saint, and you sure as hell ain't no savior. Every other Christmas, I would practice good behavior. That was then, this is now. Don't ask me to be Mr. Clean, because, baby, I don't know how. The Allman Brothers Band, Wasted Words. R.I.P. to the late, great Greg Allman. So this week was a yin-yang sort of week in the WWE. Yin, a very good main event on Raw, a pretty fun table for three, and a good segment to set up the women's money in the bank. Yang, that Alexa Bliss Bailey segment... That's the potential to absolutely bury Bailey for good. I'll explain why. Yin, fun mysteries on Raw with Enzo and film noir fashion police. Yang, Baron Corbin shoehorning Cartman references. Okay, we get it. Kevin Owens and Cartman are overweight. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yin, awesome promos by Tommaso Ciampa and Goldust. Yang, not to crowd shame, but that full-sale self-aware crowd has a little bit of responsibility to play along and help Ciampa here on a big moment, in my opinion. I might be wrong. Yin, I watched Great American Bash 89. Yang, it was for Sid. Rob, this is the last week. Don't make me do this anymore. Don't make me do this anymore. I'll be good. I promise. I promise I'll be good. I'll behave, Rob. Don't make me watch more Sid. Please don't make me watch more Sid. All right, I have good news and bad news. (laughs) The good news is you won't have to watch Sid every week. The bad okay. news is you'll have to watch him every other week. <laughs> okay. We're going to alternate this week. This week in Sidstery, you will pick one. Then I will pick one. Then wait, you will pick wait, one. Then wait, I wait, will wait, pick. wait, 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 wait. That doesn't make sense. This week in Sidstery means I have to watch Sid every week still. It just you means don't have I get to. to pick the match. Yeah. Oh. You don't. If you don't want to, this week in Sidstery can be sitting out a week. I don't know. Oh, um, bro- Broken Jeff Hawkins. Coming yes. Soon. Oh, don't say that too many times, though. We might get some legal letters coming our way. Yes. I don't I don't want that. Um, yeah, I guess uh, the way you made it sound like there's a lot to talk about. And I think so. Well, I do. Wait, it's, that's it's, cr- it's, yeah. Everything I have in my notes. Uh, I'll read you my notes right now. Uh, no <laughs> idea what to talk about. Plus extreme rules. Oh, Okay. Uh, well, no, that, that's good. I mean, I'm uh, I'm out of maybe I'm just out of touch with what's hot right now. Uh, anyway, first, I want to get to this. What the hell? Explain this to me mm-hmm. as if I'm six years old. Okay. The hell's going on with Kurt Angle and Corey Graves? I uh, think that this is all I think this is basically Stephanie. And you're, and you believe that Stephanie is texting Corey Graves and Corey Graves betrays Stephanie and just shows Kurt Angle what's being said about him behind his back. 
No, I think I think he was he was supposed to show the text message to him. I think he's he's a mole. He's not being a very good mole because right. all of his actions are on television. It's it's interesting. I mean, uh, the the best thing I read, and this is not my idea. Someone reminded me of it was was Corey Graves' involvement in the Enzo uh, thing, which I thought, you know what, I liked I liked the, that segment. It felt real to me that the whole big cast coming out. Because if you recall last week, Corey Graves says, "I'd like to shake the hand of the man who jumped Enzo." Well, what did he and Cass do this week? Mm. Shook hands. Mm. Mm. And uh, do you believe that you might be paying a little bit too close attention? I think so. I think it's a red herring, and I hope it is. <laughs> I hope that they're actually... Th- I don't even know if it's a red herring. I think it's just like, oh, he... You know, <laughs> I don't think they expect anyone to, to notice things like that, but that's very, uh, that's very close. Uh, that's very good perceptive, uh, perceptiveness out of you. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think Corey Graves might become an on-screen character outside of an, outside of an announcer or can he be both? Can he be the announcer and still a a character in certain ways? You want him to leave us with Booker T or David Otunga? No, No, I I want him. I want him in that booth. I I mean, I think he'd be a great manager, but I don't want him there. Not now. I already got enough bad announcing. I need something that he's at least halfway decent. He is. He is. He is halfway decent. He's good. He's shown. And it, which is crazy too, because when he first started, man, oh, he was so bad, but that's yeah. why he was down in NXT and he was not a regular time announcer. It's like he would, he would do it sparingly on the indies, uh, just at a booth for fun. And now he's, now he's great. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. As long as he doesn't go like too charactery, which is always the reason, you know, Jerry Lawler was good at announcing once and then he gets too character charactery. And JBL is okay when he's, you know, serious about it. Um, yeah, as long as he doesn't get too much of a, oh, he, you know, applaud all of the baby faces or applaud all of the heels. Either way, as long as, uh, as long as he's more even-sided, that should be good. But yeah, I just thought with the way they were spursing him in on other things, it was like, are they going to make him a character and take him out of the booth? And no, I hope that does not happen. No, but he, but, it, but it's part bit. of that whole office politics thing that Rod does. It, it, it's not really the wrestling show. It's the show behind the wrestling show. So he's becoming a part of that character that can, you know, go backstage and talk to the general manager and, and that kind of thing. It is getting to be, I mean, it's been two months now, right? Since we really haven't had Stephanie or Triple H on there. And Kurt Angle has had uh, autonomous power by himself. Like he's just out there doing whatever he wants. I don't know. It depends on how everything goes because, you know, Sami Zayn can get beat down and stretchered out and appear the next week. Meanwhile, Johnny Gargano has taken an extended leave of absence. So who knows anymore how long these types of things last? Well, Sami Zayn knows if he misses too many weeks of action, like he'll just be forgotten. Hmm. He is, he is that guy. Um, yeah, we also haven't had, we haven't had Daniel Bryan in a while. I mean, it's gotten to the point where we basically have one power authority on each show. It's well, Kurt Angle look, I, I will take Daniel Bryan do, doing his uh, paternal duties and I'll take Shane on talking smack over JBL. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think Shane's anything. Neither of them are any good smack, but Neither he's, of them are any good. he's he's heads and he doesn't get in the way like JBL does is talking smack. I mean, thankfully, you got the new day on there. Imagine if New Day was still on Raw. Talking Smack would not be a show anyone would watch. And it would have gone from like, okay, best weekly episodic show to worst episodic show. Like, why do we have this show existing right now? 
it's all the new day at this moment. Shane McMahon seems like it's just the end of a long night and he doesn't care too much. <laughs> uh, he knows what he has to say to put things over, but he shows no energy in a lot of he ways. He has his moments. He has, he, he his has moments, moments though, but so it's moments. It, it's, you know, it's not as, it's not what it was. Dan, it Daniel way. Bryan looked like he was the most excited kid on television every single minute he was on screen. And you know he's not. You know he wishes he could be doing anything else. Shane McMahon's got to get the energy up a little bit. He's got to get the energy up. All right, Rob, pick a door. Effusive praise or something I want to rant about. Which which do you want? Oh, where's my spinning wheel music sound effect? I don't have it. I don't have it. I am going to flip a coin here. Uh, I just happen to have six pennies laying next to me, which is odd, I guess. Um, all right, heads will be ranting. And tails will be whatever the other thing was. Are you uh, ready? Effusive, effusive praise. Effusive praise. Would you I, need to help me a little bit? I, I don't think that's a word either. I uh, praise. I've never heard of it. Um, all right. <laughs> Do it is heads. It looks like we're in for a rant. All right. Alexa bliss Bailey. This this thing, this segment, I mean, this segment was delightful. I love this segment. You can, you can, you can, <laughs> you can die in a fire, Rob. You can Whoa. just die. I Whoa. Am so, I am seething about this. Uh, not just from the point of view that I like Bailey as a performer. And I, and also I like, I liked her potential for marketability. All right. This, let me, this, let me this, mark. This, this, this hits a lot of what? What are you gonna mark? I'm uh, marking. Uh, let's see. I'm marking the timestamp for when Jeff says I like Bailey. That'll be a drop next week. <laughs> hey, I, I do. Go up. Um, look, <laughs> there were comparisons of this to the old day segment. The the difference with those two things was that the next week, the new day came out and said it was a bad segment, and everybody forgot about it because it was bad comedy. I forgot about this. It. This is a second layer of destructiveness, not just for Alexa Bliss, who did right. her best. Yeah, she this, did her best. this is what I was afraid of. I was afraid that too many people are going to focus on how this makes Bailey look. And yes, it doesn't make Bailey look great. It's worse, I think, almost for Alexa Bliss because it undercuts any type of heel uh, authority this person would have, any type of heel credibility. Uh, it, it's just going out there. It's supposed to be her going out there and being mean, but being mean to get Bailey all riled up, but it's yeah, just, it shows it's just they bad. don't get her character. Yeah. It shows they don't get her character. They don't get anyone's character. First of all. And it, there's, there's so much that's bad about this for me. So those of you who don't like when I constantly complain, just, you know, fast forward a couple minutes here. <laughs> and it's um, one, it's one segment and don't even try to pretend like you like this and you were coming here for our praise of it. Yeah, look, I, number one, it's it's redundant, not redundant, but but it takes something that already exists and tries to clone it for any nostalgia reasons that we may like it. And the Rock, this is your life. I'm gonna be honest, wasn't that good. It was it was <laughs> it was the highest rated segment I, in Raw history or whatever. I get that, and I, I think that's it. why this people think. Good they remember it being good. It yes. wasn't, it was super long. It was 20 minutes long, right? It were like 20 to a half it an hour. Overstated, it overstayed its welcome and it didn't make McFoley look very good at the end. So, but also he wasn't, he wasn't a heel trying to play down on rock. This was his goofy, like celebration mm -hmm. of the rocks life. You, yes. you can get away with a segment like this. If it's like two friends, like if edge was doing this to Christian or the, or the other way around, 
and it's like yeah. bad, but it's like playful. So you, you don't have to try and get mad at it and we're not supposed to get mad at it. Yeah. And, and every time they've tried to repeat it, it's failed. It's failed miserably. So they did it again, which angers me to no end. Alexa did her best to control the crowd, but she couldn't control that crowd once they turned on her. It, it was, it was just yeoman's work. And, and what are they saying about this Bailey character right now? This, this is what they've told you. She's a shut-in dork who gave up being cool to watch the WWE's own product, which is mind-blowing in its own lack of self-realization. And plus, I haven't heard anybody mention this, and maybe I'm reading far too into it, but did they imply an inappropriate relationship between Bailey and her father in this thing? Cause it felt like it to me. I may be totally off base on this, but there's that extra creep factor in there that just makes this whole thing, not just destructive, but skeevy and creepy and icky. And it makes me want to take a shower. And did you later? Okay. <laughs> I just, I just went, who and and then oh, and then she comes out because she's so angry about this segment. Ooh, I'm mad and gets her ass kicked. And I don't think she's getting her come up and said extreme rules other than a couple of shots. So what are we doing here, man? Really? This is this is how we're treating this hugely popular property we brought up for NXT. I just, I, I don't know, Rob. I am, I, I, I watched this and I went, this is one of those moments where you hope nobody walks into the room and asks why you watch this, but also makes you question yourself. If you're sitting on your couch alone going, yeah. why are you watching this? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, it was, it was strange too. Cause like, this is your main program is Bailey and Alexa bliss. You have Sasha Banks. Who's moved on, uh, right now to feuding with Alicia Fox as part of the rich Swan and Noam Dar. Oof, uh, that program. was a little creepy too, but nevertheless, I mean, there's a lot of and, creepiness. And, there's a lot of creepiness, and you can understand why it's you don't have women writers writing women. You have male writers oh, who are trying no. to improve. They're I don't try buy that. Okay, I don't buy that, Rob. You can be a male, and, and look, I know male writers in Hollywood. I was a male writer in this Hollywood. Isn't, you yeah, can but this write isn't Hollywood. This isn't no, Hollywood. Yeah, no, I know, I know, and but you even juxtapose it to your other show. You're, I mean, and Nia Jax brought this up on her Twitter. They're using everybody on that roster. Now, they may be using everybody in every match on that roster. On the SmackDown side, you mean? Yes. Yeah, because there's only five of them. Yes. So, so they just, well, yeah, so they just throw them all together. Actually, there's six. On the SmackDown side? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because, yes. Um, well, who who's the six? We got Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. Uh-huh. And we got Natalia and Carmella. Tamina and Tamina. That's right. There's six, but there's only five in the money in the bank match. Is that right? That, right. that was created. Yes, that's correct. And that was a great, I thought that was a pretty darn good segment because it's the number one contendership. So yeah, what the hell is Naomi going to do? Is Naomi just not wrestling on the show again? Is there not going to be a title match or do we have a number one contender? Do we actually have a title match for smack or for SmackDown's pay-per-view coming up? We don't, we don't, we don't have Naomi facing anyone. What is she going to no. do? Two pay-per-views in a row. It's, it's fine. I, I'm fine with it. They're at least trying. And but I think her, it's mostly it, because Charlotte's on that roster. Oh yeah. But still, but they're trying with, your with one group. Your focus is on Charlotte. With, your focus is on group, Charlotte. 
Yeah, and with one group, they don't give a crap. So it's just it's. Uh... And if you're I, if you're Emma, you know, out injured, you have Dana Brooke on the raw side, not doing anything, not doing anything with Nia Jax at the moment. Um, Emma, if they try to bring her back and still keep her on the raw roster, like what does that mean? There's a spot on SmackDown. Now, of course, you're doing the multi women money in the bank ladder match, which by the way, we talked about a little bit last week, super cool. And we'll get into that one. Um, you still have to have Naomi wrestling on that show. Emma fitting Lana's on SmackDown. out there. Lana. Yeah. We have Lana coming in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do have Lana coming in. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I do like that. They made that money in the bank announcement, but we will talk about money in the bank. What's coming up after we get into extreme rules, but you are right. The, the Bailey segment did no favors for anybody. Um, everyone who calls for giving the women more time on raw, because you have entertaining characters there. It would be great to give them time. It can't be just any time. Like it has to be important, meaningful time. It's the same thing. If you were, if you were hoping for time for Neville, you know, before he became this kick-ass character and he was just getting on TV, doing weird stuff that didn't fit anything like that's no good. Oh yeah, we want time for this guy. We want time for this girl. And then that's what they give you. This this oh, did no oh, good. Oh, hey for Rob, anyone. I thought I thought of two more females on the on the uh, SmackDown roster. Yeah. You you have uh, Tyler Breeze in the silhouette of Summer Rae. Summer Rae? <laughs> Tyler Breeze of course not a female. Uh Tyler Breeze a manly male. Nor is that his silhouette that showed up last, last night in a great... I loved that film noir. I did. I really did. I liked that a lot. But Summer Rae coming up would be cool, too. Like, mm. Summer Rae? Hey, there you go, Summer Rae. Uh, you still have you still have Paige out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. What could have been? What could have been? Maybe, right. maybe one of the best times in WWE uh, women's history right now and Paige came in a little bit too early and didn't get to stand for the uh for the big time revolution if you will uh, that's kind of a shame because she could fit in for many years but we'll see we'll see what happens with Paige uh yeah let's uh let's talk about this extreme rules paper for you because did you know Jeff that it's happening on Sunday I did oh look at us look at us you know what it's this. the one time WWE gets extreme Except for all the other times, like TLC. Cage matches, TLC. Hell in the Cell. Hell, the next pay-per-view is going to feature two ladder matches. Yeah. Two of them. <laughs> you know, a, la a multi-person ladder match at WrestleMania. You know, they, they never get extreme other than extreme rules. Amazingly enough, though, we don't have a ladder match on this pay-per-view yet. Yeah, they're no, they're not going to have one because it's uh, because they want to save it for the they don't want to take any shine from money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you don't seem to believe my excuse. Didn't I mean, Hell in a Cell happens in what, October, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then WrestleMania had Hell in a Cell four months after Hell in a yeah. Cell's pay-per-view. Uh, well, because it was, you know, Triple H and Undertaker, of course, you can't Shane. Shane and you had the Shane match. You had Shane. Well, you had Shane and Undertaker, and you had Triple H and Undertaker in Hell in a Cell a couple of WrestleManias ago. Uh, I forgot all about the Shane Undertaker one, but there it is. Um, mm. This pay per view, uh, we talked about Backlash, how it was the most brand splittiest of brand split pay per views. This one doesn't feel like that. It does feel kind of important. I mean, there are some wacky matches on there: Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. 
Uh, you have yet another Cruiserweight title match between Austin Aries and Neville, this time a submission match, which you would think fits right into Austin Aries' game plan. Uh, we have the Steel Cage uh, tag team title match between the Hardys and Cesaro and Sheamus. Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Kendo stick on a pole, because why the hell not? Dean Ambrose and The Miz forgot all about this match happening. Uh, if The Miz does not win, it's a travesty. And honestly, if The Miz does not win, may have to quit watching wrestling. Wow. So this may be the last shake them ropes? This may be the last shake. Well, no, Sunday nights would be the last last one, because <laughs> at least I, I would have watched that pay-per-view. Uh, ah. So we can have our extreme rules post-show, of course. Uh, and then you have the main event. Uh, the main event of this pay-per-view, by the way, a number one contendership match. Uh, yes. Fatal five-way Roman, Seth, Finn, Bray, and Samoa. Uh, so let's get into the opening. <laughs> the whole island of Samoa. Just there? Samoa. Well, you know, I got into the uh, saying the first names. And then I get to the end there and I'm like, ooh, ooh how do I how do I play this one off? Or or a box of cookies <laughs> comes out there. A box of Girl Scout cookies is is the number five out there and it gets the pin. I tell you okay. what though, the the only thing I ever liked of Jeremy Borash is how he would introduce Samoa Joe. I just liked how Jeremy Borash said the word Samoa. Okay. Is that weird of me? No. Good. There there's certain idiosyncrasies I like. I like you know it, it's I like, like I like I like Penzer. Oh, I never liked anything uh, say, Penzer say, did. Saying say from the from the city of Metropolis for the oh, skyscrapers. Man. I, I, I never liked Dave Penzer. You know who I also don't not, I don't like uh, Gary no, Michael. That was, pa- was, that Gary, was that Gary Michael Capetta well, who did that? Speak okay. of the devil, Gary Michael Capetta, who I was just about to uh, talk about because I watched. Someone tweeted at us, and you can reach the show at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. Uh, someone tweeted at us. I think they were asking about the referee, but they tweeted us a Jeff Jarrett match from Super Clash 3. Yeah, I, I put Zellner on it. Yeah, so I ended up watching that match. Oh, did you? That's a short match, but it's not bad. It's a short match, not bad. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, awesome, you know, Eric, as usual. Eric Embry, not bad. The flamboyant one. And uh, Gary Michael Capetta was the ring announcer, reading from his yes. gigantic notebook. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, Gary Michael Capetta. Come on. What is Gary Michael Capetta doing these days? I don't even know. He was in Ring of Honor for a while. Book tour, I think. Yeah. Or am I mixing him up with Penzer again? I don't know. I, I get those two mixed up quite a bit. I don't know yeah. why, but uh, one of them one of them was living in the Pittsburgh area and just had written a book and occasionally comes out and does announcing I, for shows. I and, would imagine that's Gary Michael Capetta. Okay. If he's living in Pennsylvania. I yeah, that's probably he was, he was on he was on Cole Cabana's show and it was pretty darn good. I, I would imagine that's Gary Michael Capetta. Uh, what match on here, Jeff? I'll give you first pick. What match at Extreme Rules 2017 would we like to discuss first? Might as well go with the pre-show first. Uh, okay. Well, since there's no pre-show match currently announced. Is it, is it at the mixed tag? No, that's on the main show. There's only six matches on the show, man. Jeez. There's only six. The Fatal Five way is going at least 40 with entrances. Oh yeah, at least forty with entrances. So I no, we don't. The not... next tag was on the pre-show. Uh, maybe it'll end up being, but right now, trusty old Wikipedia does not say that it is on the pre-show. So okay. we got Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Gnome Dar and Alicia Fox. I would imagine we get some type of match added on the pre-show. Would we get a Cass and Enzo tag match added on this? Because we don't have them. We don't have uh, Gallows and Anderson currently announced, and we don't have Dana Brooke or Tim- or uh, Nia Jax announced for anything currently. So we, uh, there could be I, three I would, more matches yeah. added. 
Yeah, I think the tag team may may happen, but I or it might be just a singles like Big Cass against Carl Anderson, just so that Anderson can take a loss. As long as it's Anderson and not Luke Gallows, because I like Luke Gallows. I would not mm-hmm. want to see Cass and Gallows in a one-on-one match right now, but Carl Anderson can make something happen. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the hypothetical match that may not even happen between Carl <laughs> Anderson and Big Cass on the no, kickoff show. No. All right. No. Uh, no. Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Gnome Dar, Alicia Fox. Gnome Dar got the win on 205 Live. So this uh, basically, to me, signals that Rich Swan and Sasha Banks will get their happy ending and they will be victorious in this mixed th- tag match. And I think they'll dance. What do you think? I think they're going to dance. Yes, I mm. believe that is something that will happen. They are going to dance. Now, the question is, do they dance before the match or after the match? Or, Jeff, and this is very important, listen closely. Will they dance both after and before? I think Rich will dance before the match. I think both will dance after the match. Now, would that be because Sasha is a little bit apprehensive or she just does not get into the dance early on? Is she too focused on her opponent? It is not part of her entrance to dance. So she will be focused, quote unquote. Yes. Not part of the entrance. What happens when she gets in the ring and Rich Swan is right there dancing and maybe she just starts to feel it a little bit? Mm, no, I, I, think, I think she'll probably <laughs> I think she'll probably be upset. She's in a mixed tag and probably not want to at that point. And then I have to do her corporate corporate duty after the match. OK, um, I, I feel like we are. We're at an impasse here. Okay. Because I feel like she's going to dance before (laughs) the match. God, Rob, when you troll me, I just (laughs) say there are times where I'm just like, damn it. He got me again because he came in all serious and crap. All right. Move on. (laughs) Neville and Austin Aries submission match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, This is the third one on pay-per-view. What do they do? (laughs) Everything screams to me. Aries got that clean tap out on TV. So he loses again. I can't shake this feeling that they're they're not going to pay off Austin Aries and that they think that there's someone out there that is a bigger star. They can eventually put the belt on and, might be Enzo, to be honest with you. Could be Enzo. But, could be could be uh, the old returning Cedric Alexander. Cedric's back. Yeah. Cedric's yeah, back. I, I I just don't know. I but I I get the feeling that they're gonna play up. Yeah, he tapped him before, but I I don't think I don't think he's gonna get it that second time. I think Neville's gonna win. I I think Neville would win here too. But that does two things. Like if Austin Aries won, it means we'd have to get another Neville Austin Aries match. And would they want to go another pay-per-view or they could do the rematch on 205 live like the next day, you know, two days after this pay-per-view and just be done. Austin Aries gets the win and guess what? He's champion now and he moves on to someone else. Uh, I think they're going to pay up, pay off the TJ Perkins thing though. So I, maybe TJ interferes here to cost Aries the match. So in their mind, it doesn't hurt Aries that much. And then they can pay off the Neville storyline where Neville just beats the crap out of TJP. You could, you could do a number of things there. Now, what if, uh, so if Neville wins, he has to move on. You can't just keep going with Austin Aries. I mean, this is the third time now. This, right. this feud right. has been happening since early March. 
so it's been a long one for the WWE. Um, I just don't, I, Neville's been so great as champion, but maybe they want Austin Aries. Maybe they want a new flavor as champion because if you're still attempting to like save the 205 live show, you might want some new juice. And the new juice would be Austin Aries as the champion and maybe defending that belt again on the Tuesday afterwards. Like, could it be that they're thinking that short term where they're like, okay, what do we do for Tuesday? It'd be really cool if we had a title match to promote. The only way we can have a title match to promote is if Austin Aries is the champion because we can't do Neville and Austin Aries for a fourth time after a submission match, after this, uh, this stipulation match. We just can't do it again. Right. So for that reason, I would say Austin Aries gets the win. Okay. I know. I, I'm, I'm open to that. Well, I'm glad you're open to that. <laughs> I just... I mean, we, we know how, how they think, though. I mean, the, the guy who gets the loss usually gets the win on the pay-per-view. It's it's so weird. But guess when that did not happen? About Well, I mean, I got the stat that it's only happened 55% of the time this year. Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't happen with Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Um, yeah. It did happen with Luke Harper and Rowan, though. Yes. On the very same show. And I feel like Austin Aries, or not Austin Aries, but AJ Styles has lost on, uh, or won on the uh, go home SmackDowns and then won his pay-per-view match a couple of times. Okay. I feel like that's a thing. And because I feel it, it must've happened. Yes. If you feel it, it must be true. The Hardy boys, <laughs> Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy going up against Cesaro and Sheamus, the tag team steel cage match for the WWE raw tag team titles. The most prestigious championships, Jeff, since last night. Hmm because Monday's next, so it's the most prestigious. After Monday, the SmackDown titles will be the most prestigious. But anyway, the Hardy Boys, Cesaro and Sheamus, cage match, chicanery can happen, sir. You think chicanery is going to happen? I said it could. And if okay. chicanery happens, Cesaro and Sheamus win. I think Cesaro and Sheamus win regardless. I, th I, think, <laughs> I think Jeff's going to pray hurt himself doing a swanton off the top of the cage. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think the Anthem legal troubles have cleared themselves up, so it's not going to open up the broken thing, but I think just to freshen it up, they're going to put the belts on Cesaro and Sheamus. I think to freshen things up to get rematches for the Hardy Boys, because uh, I think mm -hmm. the Hardy Boys win the tag team titles back from Cesaro and Sheamus. Because I think okay. they're, and maybe it happens all the way at Sir, uh, at SummerSlam. I think the Hardy Boys are in a title match regardless at SummerSlam, but they don't have to be the champions going into it. Um, okay. And again, this broken thing, they're not going to be the broken Hardys. Even if Anthem said, okay, here's the broken characters. You own all of it. You can have it. You don't even have to pay us, blah, 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 whatever. Even if they gave it to the Hardy Boys, they are not going to be the broken Hardys in WWE ever. And... I will go as far as to say, if they oh, no. ever became the Broken Hardys in WWE, I would eat my hat. Uh, <laughs> you already owe us a hat, Welcher. I, I would eat my hat if they mm -hmm. ever became the uh, Broken Hardys in WWE. Hold it on, just let, does let no good for Jeff Hardy. It does no good for Jeff. Maybe it does a little good for Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy is more valuable as Jeff Hardy. Hat not guaranteed to be eaten in any foreseeable future. I I got some recipes brewing. <laughs> I just need to make it right. I'm an artiste. I can't just rush into these things. Sure thing, Nakamura. I can't do this. 
Speaking of Shinsuke Nakamura. Aren't we on extreme rules? We are. Okay. And who's more extreme in WWE than Shinsuke Nakamura? This guy's crazy. He's wacky. Always fighting with chairs and broken tables and kendo sticks and glass. This Shinsuke guy. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has wrestled a couple of times on TV here. Tag team match, singles match, blah, blah, blah. What do you make of Shinsuke wrestling on SmackDown? Is he still special? Or is it too early to tell? They're, they're trying to make him like every other, like, it's almost like they look at a guy and they go, this is how a guy should be. You need to go out there and do that. As opposed to what I would do is just have him kick people in the face and leave without trying to cut a promo in English since it's not his strong suit necessarily. Him trying to cut regular promos and standing out there and making weird faces is making him less special. Weird, the weird faces are bad because the overacting is bad. And we would say yes. that you can't just say, oh, it's because Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't know the mannerisms. He hasn't done it in a long time. We would bash anyone for making the mannerisms that he's making and for being so overreacting to everything. I think he's being coached for that, though, too. Well, then that's so, that's his that's his fault. And it's the people coaching him that way. OK. It's everyone's fault. It's everyone's fault. Everyone but my own. Move on. All right. Shinsuke Nakamura, obviously one of the crown jewels of Extreme Rules. We move on to more Extreme Rules. Oh, I know what what match is going to be added that they haven't announced. Oh, yeah? Gold Dust R-Truth. Oh, yeah. That's basically on there. I don't even know. I think that's the kickoff match. Gold Dust R-Truth. Imagine if that's on the real pay-per-view. Like, oh, my gosh. That would make this the brand splittiest of brand split pay-per-views. If you had Gold Dust and R-Truth. That Goldust promo was awesome. Oh, no, Goldust is great. Goldust, that was perfectly fine. I always liked R-Truth. I thought they could have done more with uh, the badass R-Truth when he was first coming back. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he became goofy later on and all that. But you could have done something. This was also when, uh, for any UFC fans out there, R-Truth came back to WWE when Quentin Jackson was super hot in UFC as just a tough-looking dude who was going to go in there and just be a badass. And that's what R-Truth could have been. And then he said the wrong name of a city and they never let him forget it. Yeah. What was it? Milwaukee. Did he mess up Milwaukee? Yeah. They, were, they were in, in like Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. But yeah. Oh. They were in Green Bay and he said Milwaukee, I think. And really that's close enough. <laughs> Residents of Wisconsin get right to Rob McCarran at shake them ropes. I laughed because uh, Google came out with this map of residents of states and what the most misspelled word per state was uh-huh. like what state is misspelling this word the most. And you have a lot of states, uh, misspelling. I don't even know, like misspelled, but Wisconsin, Wisconsin residents, the most misspelled word from Wisconsin is the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin was the most misspelled word. And I'm just looking at that. Like that seems to fit. Like Indiana is hallelujah. Illinois is appreciate. None of these states are misspelling their own state name. Except for Wisconsin. What do you think people are putting like an extra N in there? Are people not putting the S in front of the C in Wisconsin? Uh, probably they're they're Instead of S-I-N, they go S-E-N. Wisconsin. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I couldn't even understand Michigan's because Michigan is misspelling pneumonia. 
Mm. Everyone getting it up there. You know, they forget the P. Forget they the forget P. the P. Forget the mm. P. Or the E and the U are misplaced. Do you have the list in front of you? I do actually. America's most misspelled words. Top. What is the one? What is the one for Tennessee? Because it shocks me that Tennessee isn't the most misspelled for them. Chaos. Get the get out. Chaos. Chaos. What they spell with a K? Chaos. I don't know. They're they're All misspelling right. it. They're whatever they're doing. They're misspelling it. Residents of Tennessee can write me at Crab Game Thirteen. America's most misspelled words. Top searched how to spell by state. So you put how to spell and then the word, and that's what people are trying to figure out how to spell. And people it's in California, West- it's, let me guess California, because it's probably either cat or uh, avocado. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, we're a dumb state. Beautiful. Beautiful. Actually, a couple of states, the number one word was beautiful. Uh, so people like, and they're in states where I don't even understand, like Kentucky, their most misspelled word is beautiful. I don't know what people are looking at in Kentucky that's beautiful. Get back to the wrestling. Okay. Who was that? Uh, was that was that Sid? Get back in your box, Sid. We, that, was Joe Podca- that was Joe Podcast listener. Joe Podcast Samoa. listener. Yeah, you want you want wrestling talk? Go sure. listen to a wrestling podcast, all right? There's tons of them. <laughs> You're at Shake Them Ropes. That's not what we do. Oh, we do shit. Oh, shit. We do, oh, shit. We do podcast we do. entertainment. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck, it is what we do. God damn it. Yeah. Hey, 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 don't cuss. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, God, we're going to lose our iHeart radio mm-hmm. slot. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I'm going to do. Um, let's see. Uh, I think it's time. I think it's, oh, did you pick, do you think the Hardy boys are going to win? Or do you think Cesaro and Sheamus are going to win? I, I said Cesaro and Sheamus are going to win. I think Goldust win that match. I'm so, with you. Uh, I think Goldust will win the R-Truth match. And I think Goldust, uh, Goldust goes on to wrestle Brock Lesnar. I think he's going to be, uh, <laughs> a, the big Brock Lesnar opponent at great balls of fire. Cause wouldn't that fit? Like really great balls of fire. Your opponent should be Goldust. Hmm. They get, they got to stop shoehorning these Roman reign types into these matches. Sometimes gold dust just fits uh, Alexa bliss and Bailey. Uh, this is a match. It is for a title. It is featuring a kendo stick on a pole. Uh, Alexa bliss, obviously coming off hot, big momentum, <clears throat> incredible segment on raw this week. I don't know if you guys heard about this segment on raw, by the way, uh, that this is your life of Bailey. Incredible. Got a lot of heat. Uh, highest ratings in forever. You're getting a lot of heat right now from me. Seething over here. Stop it. <laughs> I think Bailey wins. I don't. I know. I think Nia. I think Nia Jax climbs the pole for Alexa. Gives her the kendo stick. I think Bailey I think somehow ba- finds that kendo stick. I bet Alexa Bliss gets it first, but somehow this is for the title. Though. Isn't this for the title? This is for Her the women's. Rematch? This is for the women's championship. She ain't getting that. She's not getting the belt back. Okay. Unless unless they actually have a come to Jesus moment and go, look how damaged we made Bailey with that segment. We need to help her. Yeah. Which I don't know if they're they're that self aware. But if if uh, are you on the train that you think Bailey might turn heel soon? No. Okay. Or not Bailey. I'm not Bailey. I mean uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Sorry. Um. Uh, yes. Because if Sasha and Banks I, is turning heel, I think she's challenging Bailey for the title. So Bailey has to have it. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe a SummerSlamish. 
Yeah, SummerSlam, they can do that. Yeah, but you only have one pay-per-view between now and SummerSlam. It's the Great Balls of Fire show. That's July, right? Yeah. Okay. So you if, got six. You got six weeks. They'll just they'll do a turn without explanation. It'll be fine. Okay. I just don't. <laughs> I don't see how Bailey gets another t- title match to win the title back. Because if Sasha Banks is turning heel, Bailey has to be champion. It has to be. And that's my reasoning for Bailey winning this match. Okay, you know what? That that's logical. I didn't I didn't think about that far in the future. Maybe Nia comes out, and then maybe Sasha comes out to even the score, and Sasha helps and eventually turns when Bailey doesn't give her a title shot immediately or something to that effect. Could be. I'll go yeah. with yeah. Uh Dean Ambers and the Miz. Uh this match will solely rely on how good the Miz makes it because Dean Ambrose sucks. He's awful. He's the worst. <laughs> Um, probably the worst intercontinental champion of all time. Uh, this match has the stipulation that if Dean Ambrose is disqualified, he will lose the championship. The Miz will become champion. Uh, and I always like this stipulation. I mean, I hate this stipulation, but I like it because it seems like it's an easy way out. Like the Miz can win the title here with that disqualification. And Dean Ambrose is just like screwed and they, they do the rematch, but the other way to go, there's only two ways this match can end. If the Miz gets Dean Ambrose disqualified and wins the title, or it is the red herring out there and Dean Ambrose wins. Like they do Randy Orton and Christian had a stipulation like this. Right. And yes. And because Randy Orton got disqualified, Christian ended up as the champion. It could go that way. But I think Dean Ambrose this whole Dean Ambrose gimmick out there, the story is Dean Ambrose is going to, he's going to avoid getting disqualified for everything. He's going to find ways around every single thing and be the smarter man in this game and end up getting the win here. And the Miz is just going to cry. I am going to steal of this, of the, and the idea for the finish from Brian Alvarez. Cause I think his is perfect. And can you explain almost, to the audience almost. who that is? Because I'm not sure anyone would know. Okay. Brian Alvarez from uh, Wrestling Observer slash Figure Four Weekly, Figure Four Daily on, on the radio. And what uh, when, what can, does he do there? He does podcasting and he, he writes a newsletter or he used to write a newsletter. Yes. <laughs> oh. Stop, stop he does, trolling. He does podcasting too? Dude, are we I, starting something? Are, we, are people podcasting because of us? Are we trendsetters? Uh, I think I think we might be pioneers. I believe I, I believe uh, we are the pioneers of pro wrestling podcasting because we have one. Yes, yes. Well, you know, Wade and Bruce over at PW Torch are the longest running podcast in history on a single subject, supposedly. Uh, nevertheless, here, here here was the finish. Maurice gets booted early. Uh, Miz tries oh, to cheat. That would be rude. Miz or Miz tries to cheat or something, and and Dean Ambrose ends up actually cheating, or something to that effect. Or or Miz, Miz basically, let's put it this way: I can't remember the entire thing, but Miz gets caught and gets DQ'd. He's a schemer, that guy. Miz gets DQ'd, thus Dean wins the match and totally foils Miz's brilliant plan. Okay. He may do the Eddie Guerrero. He may bring a chair in, mm. throw it to Miz, and lay down. That that yeah. that might be the way he gets around it. He could do the Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just think I think the uh, 
which way do I want to go here? You know what? I'm going to go think, with the Miz winning the Intercontinental Championship. That would be fine with me because I think Miz is better with the Intercontinental Champion, to be honest with you. I like him as that secondary champion who who still thinks he should be world champions, never, but, you know, he's never going up to challenge well, Brock. I mean, let's face it. The Miz has been great. When he was Intercontinental Champion, he was fantastic. He's been great mm-hmm. for the last year and a half. He was really good before that. Uh, He's Dean the honky tonk Am- man of our generation. He deserves to break that record. To be Dean honest Ambrose, with. Dean Ambrose has done nothing, and he's a waste of time. <laughs> I agree. Number one contendership. This is the uh, match to determine who will face Brock Lesnar in the main event of uh, the most important pay per view of all time: Great Balls of Fire. Uh, Roman Reigns is battling Seth Rollins, who's battling Finn Balor, who's battling Bray Wyatt, who is battling Joe from Samoa. You mean Roman Reigns? Dun, 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 dun. Good one. (laughs) Roman Reigns is, I think, a lot of people's favorite to win this match, but uh uh-uh. Dare I say Finn Balor might be the favorite to win this match. And I would say again, uh uh-uh. I think Samoa Joe is taking this one, but hold on. Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. We talked about it when Seth Rollins first cut his promo post-WrestleMania, how his next challenge was Brock Lesnar. I think they're still going with it. I think this has all been a big, long road to get to the place that we all thought it was going to. I think Seth Rollins is getting the win. He's going to win the main event for the Universal Championship rights to face Brock Lesnar. And I think we get Seth and Brock as the main event of Great Balls of Fire. And I think Seth Rollins loses and maybe even because of interference from one Mr. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Fascinating. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't do a fake out for Bray Wyatt. Yeah, hey, there's no shot. I mean, there's no shot. <laughs> we got uh, our, Bra- we got our Bray Wyatt match on that like roadblock show where it ended up being Bray Rowan and Luke Harper. And when we never got like a true Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt match, even though, you know, that would have been like the thing to do. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't expect Bray Wyatt to get the win here. He's the one guy I was like, no, there's no chance. I can see any of the other four getting it. Really, it kind of except for Finn Balor. I don't think Finn Balor gets this match. Uh, I can't see them wanting to build up Joe in that way. And it's also way two heels because Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar's kind of yeah, still a heel now. Yeah, they're bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the correct answer here is Rollins, and I'll, I'll explain my answer as well. The the Heyman-Balor interplay was was... A genuine red herring. It was to set the table for later on. Roman Reigns, they're gonna save until WrestleMania to face Brock. So yes. they're gonna keep them apart. Yes. Seth Rollins took the loss in a very good match against Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins has the story of stealing the title from Brock when he had Roman right or stealing the title basically from Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. So you have that built-in story with Brock. Um yeah, he's the answer here. Mm-hmm. I believe so, too. I think Seth Rollins is getting the win. If I had to pick a runner-up, uh, it's probably it's probably Finn Balor. One of those two. And these are the first two guys to throw their name in the ring uh, for Brock Lesnar. I think that's happening. Because you have to, if you're going to have Roman Reigns either go at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, as most people would assume, uh, you have to get him in these matches where he's a possibility, but he keeps getting screwed out of it. Like, Roman has to overcome and you know, finally get a big win 
but he can't take any losses. Like it can't be a straight up number one contendership match where Roman is facing someone else and he loses because that's no good. He's got to be in these opportunities where there's just too many people involved and they just slip out of his fingertips. It's going to, it's going to be the way they did the Joe finish for that triple threat. It is Superman punch. Someone throws Roman or Rollins throws Roman out of the ring so that you build up that quote unquote tension. And then Rollins pins Bray probably. Yep. I believe that's what's going to happen. Uh, that is Extreme Rules that is coming up Sunday. And uh, Jeff Hawkins, are you good to have a show Sunday night? Sure. Yeah, we'll have a show. We'll have an STR. Uh, this is episode 212. We'll have episode 213 Sunday night after uh, after Extreme Rules. Uh, Money in the Bank is happening a couple of weeks away. The card right now, Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton for the world title. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. That that's weeks away. We no, we're not going to talk about the whole show. I'm going to okay. run down what our card is currently, and then I want to talk a little bit about the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, oh, okay. Between the women, uh, but you have Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton for the world title. You have Kevin Owens, AJ, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke uh, in the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, for the championship contract. The Usos battling the New Day for the tag team titles. New Day made their return to TV, uh, debuting on the SmackDown side. And then you have this Money in the Bank ladder match for the SmackDown women's title contract. Uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. So, of course, Naomi, the odd woman out. We'll see if she finds a way to defend her title at all. I just think it's uh, it's really... I don't. I feel like it's not a good thing that Naomi is going two pay-per-views in a row without defending her championship, even if she was in there with a jobber in a five-minute squash just to defend the title. You got to put it on pay-per-view. Get, you have the Money in the Bank ladder match, but you also have to show the viewers what they're wrestling for. They're wrestling for Naomi, who is this champion and a fighting champion, um, because not only will that put over Naomi, but say you do have a Natalia or Tamina or Carmella win this Money in the Bank ladder match, you have to put over that Naomi is a fighting champion. She's defending her title. And now this contract holder can go in there and swoop in at any time, whether Naomi is ready or not. Uh, I feel like you have to find some opponent for Naomi, even if it is a Billy Kay or a Peyton Royce or someone from NXT. You have mm. to have her in a title match on this show. That wouldn't be a bad call either. I don't care who either it is. Either the, the Australians, yeah. Am I missing like someone on the SmackDown side that could be wrestling her? Is there a one? Lana, maybe? But, you know, we have two weeks to see her come up. Uh, you got to have someone. You no, it's not gonna be someone. Prote- it's not gonna be someone protected like Lana. It's gonna be someone you can beat. So I would say Summer Rae would be the odds-on favorite. Anyone, whoever it is, she's got to wrestle on the pay-per-view. She's got to defend the title. Uh, but it is cool. I, ever since Sasha and Charlotte had that uh, Hell in the Cell match, you know, a- anything goes right now for the women's division. You can have the gimmick matches, and it makes them feel, or it make it not just feel, but it is. It does make them an important part of the show. Uh, when you're when you're Money in the Bank pay-per-view is headlined by two Money in the Bank matches, one being for the women's title, one being for the men's title. Uh, it's cool. And it'll be a very interesting thing to see because not only are they working against the fact that you have another, you have a men's ladder match on this very show, but you have a history of so many of these ladder matches that it's hard enough for the guys to go out there and try to find something different to do. Now, the women in this match have to go in and do something different than past ladder matches while also showing why uh, it's an important step to have this ladder match at all. 
Like yes. they, they are against a lot of things going against them. The history mm-hmm. of these ladder matches, the fact that it's the first women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, a lot going against them. But you got Becky Lynch in there, you got Charlotte, you got Natalia, you got you got women who know how to put matches together. And very interesting to see this one. And you have six matches right now announced for Extreme Rules. We only have four going into Money in the Bank, but there's plenty of time. There's going to be other matches. The two ladder matches, though, might take up an hour and 10 minutes or so of TV time between entrances, between uh, the craziness. Uh, you know, the men's match is probably going 30 plus entrances. The women's match is probably going at least 15 uh, plus entrances. Half of the pay-per-view is going to be tied up in these two matches. So we may not see many more matches on this card. That's fine with me. American Alpha getting on this show at all? I think they may be the guys who trashed Brizongo's office. Ah, could be. Those cowards. Trash and run. Born again as heels. Oh, American Alpha. Maybe maybe that's the best thing for him, though. Yes. The heels on this show. Uh, So that's Money in the Bank. Of course, we will talk about it later on uh, on Shake Them Roast before the event that is coming up on June 18th. From St. Louis, Randy Orton wrestling in the main event in front of his hometown. That's a heck of a promo by him. Randy Orton's good, man. That was an old school 80s pro babyface promo. Yeah. I'm going back to my hometown. I'm going to go make him proud. That was a, that was a, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't praise Randy too much, but that was uh, pretty cool on his part. I thought. Tell the people about great American bash 1989. No, 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 no. You, you wasted my time on SmackDown. I want to get to the one thing that we held off this show for tonight so that I could watch. Oh, you wanted to hold off the show to Wednesday night so you could watch the NXT takeover fallout episode yes of nxt so before we get to that nxt episode i want four words on the sid match you watch (laughs) oh i watched two matches so um oh let's see was that four words uh that was six words no we'll get it we'll get into sid 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 was the greatest period four words done Ever. That's all you have to know. Uh, all right. NXT. This is the fallout episode. We got more on Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa's hurt. He, he, uh, he did it for himself. It was his moment at takeover. It was supposed to be their moment. Ended up being his moment. Tommaso Ciampa going away for a while. Johnny Gargano laid out for a while. Who comes back first? Who comes back stronger? What's the future hold? Jeff, give us all the answers now. Gargano probably comes back first. Um, just given that, uh, Champa has a torn ACL in his knee and that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, look, we've, we've been over that with Seth and, and my own adventures in rehabbing the knee that, that could be a funny thing. Do you, uh, uh what I actually imagine it, it can be a funny thing. It's a bad injury. It's a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania is going to be a tight corner. Can Tommaso Champa actually pull off what Austin Aries did and work this injury into a main roster spart on the cruiserweight division and just leave NXT altogether. No, because they won't put him on commentary. And I think that's what really helped him is, is that that spot on, on the commentary and being that guy. Now they may try that, that, that might be a, that might be a good idea just to keep him around. And, and you know, they, if they, if they put Champa on doing commentary and maybe he could replace Percy Watson, that'd be nice. Um, be great. And, be great. And then you do, and then you do vignettes of Johnny doing rehab 
you know, kayfabe rehab from, from this devastating turn and you keep them apart for that long, then, then that would be, you know, that'd be something I'd really like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just don't know. It, it depends on what they want to do here. Uh, but this promo is what I wanted to see. Cause I, when I read it, I went, that is fantastic. It was fantastic. Rob, it is a fantastic promo by Tommaso Ciampa to open this show. It, it really was. It, it explained why he did it. He is bitter that when the rumors about the ankle, which was the original injury he was nursing because he hurt the knee when he jumped off the ladder that one time and he, and he kind of hobbled a bit. But he was mad at everybody figuring out fantasy replacements for Champa before they even let gave him a chance to work the match. And if and if they thought he was replaceable, Johnny probably thought he was replaceable and he's not replaceable, Rob. This in a as I wrote my reaction to it was if this were in a studio wrestling environment and you had a straight man like a David Crockett or a Tony Schiavone getting or a Lance Russell getting disgusted at Champa's comments, this would be an all-time memorable promo. That's how good this promo was. My problem was this and you and and I, I brought it up in our intro. I don't like to crowd shame. I don't. I think I think oh, you know oh, at least do main it. event crowds main anyway. event crowds main well main crowd. roster crowds I don't crowd shame. Crowd shame. Full sale full sale crowds yes. are a little different. Yes, give me some. Give me some crowd shaming. <laughs> And you've been through this because the full sale crowd went after you. They did. They went after me at one point because they couldn't take the heat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Crowd shame the NXT crowd, please. All right. Back off, creepy guy. Creepy Rob, man. That's that's the creepiest you've ever sounded. Mm, Crowd shame. Oh, geez. Look, don't, don't. I think the full sale crowd being as self-aware as they are. At times, there's a certain responsibility for them to play along with the moment as opposed to being ironic, disaffected, smarky wrestling fans. They do it for matches, which is fine. But on promos, you know, you got a little bit of what in here, which pissed me off because he's giving a great promo here and he's shaming the fans. And at times the fans are applauding it. I think they need to react as if they are part of the show here. And I think they need to react a little bit more properly to Champa's horrendous turn on his friends. That's why I say it's, it's a throwback promo for me because in, in another era, this, this would have gotten him mad heat here at the end. It got him booze, but it wasn't the level of, say you can't hear yourself think because people hate you so much. And that's what it should have been because this was the most beloved tag team on the roster. And, and Champa gave a very heartfelt, yeah, this is what do it yourself was all about. We we're going to do it ourselves, And then, then you people wanted to, wanted to fantasy book a partner for Johnny. And it wasn't about do it yourself anymore. It was a really, really phenomenal. It was, it exceeded my expectations because when I read it, I went, man, that thing's awesome. I want to watch this again. It's a star making promo with a tepid audience. I thought, Mm -hmm. and that to me is a bit of a shame. 
I, I, because it because you know the the crowds now, it's not about a build to a fight. It's about the athletic spectacle, as Cornette said on this week's table for three. And I think the art of the intense promo to get yourself over isn't appreciated as much in some ways. I'm with you. I liked it. I liked it. Um, we're going to have a three-way between Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Nikki Cross again coming up on NXT gimme. TV. Gimme, 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 gimme. Uh, as, uh, as the road to Ember Moon getting her rematch to Asuka uh, continues. So NXT got some... Uh, it'll be an exciting summer. You know, uh, Hideo Itami uh, throwing tantrums. Throwing horrible tantrums. I like tantrums. that, too. He was born again hardcore, I thought. I loved that. I loved, I loved just the simplicity of the, man, I'm sorry about that handshake. In, in the parking lot with him and Hero, mm-hmm. especially in the kind of the same location where Hero, where uh, Atami was quote unquote jumped and knocked out with his shoulder. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little coda. I, th- I, you know what? I really liked that CN Almas match with uh, the Brazilian guy, the guy that Alistair Black just kind of basically kicked the crap out of and pinned. What's his name? Cesar, uh, uh, I don't know. Bonano or something like that. Yeah, something I think I think that that kid is going to be pretty darn good eventually too. Yeah. Just the um, he's, yeah, not nothing right that, now at the moment. But that match shocked me because yeah. because it was like man, seeing Elvis is looking great. He's smacking the crap out of people. This is and I was thinking, Moki Mania pop, rears its ugly head and <laughs> the dude wins and you're just like. Okay, that at least furthers character development for Cian Almas. I'm not worried that he's going to lose his place on the roster, but they're giving him a losing streak gimmick because he's not focused. Whatever, it was it was fine. I liked that a lot. Um, NXT's yeah. got a lot, a lot happening. A lot happening. And then, and then, and then Rob, Bobby Roode in the Bobby back Roode. of a comp in the back of a compact car, yelling at his driver <laughs> to get to a meeting. <laughs> I'm like, you're not a limo, dude. You're you're in like a. a, a Ford Prius or something like that. <laughs> Telling your driver to hurry up. You got to be somewhere important. Don't matter. He's that a superstar. Yeah. Let's talk Sid. Let's do your Sid. Um, uh, no, I have no Sid. This week in really? Sid's three was no, this was your week in Sid's three. Okay. Well, I watched the great American bash 89, which is a near and dear pay-per-view in my heart. It's a great pay-per-view, but I remember I watched this live as a kid. All right. All right, enough of the preamble. Get to Sid. You get two Sid matches here. You get a lot of Sid on here. All right, because there's so much Sid, because there's so much Sid, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to cool down for a second. We're going (laughs) to, we're going to close out the polls for this week. And then we're going to get to Sid. There are a couple of polls. I had to gauge the WWE and shake them ropes audience on some very important pieces of information. Okay. One even relates to Sid. Okay. On the poll at Shake Them Ropes, you can vote. Was WCW great? Seventy-six percent said yes. WCW is great, and the big one: Will Sasha Banks dance before her tag match at Extreme Rules? Jeff, this has never happened before. Never happened before. Seventy-six percent also say yes to that one. We had the same results on both polls. Right here, seventy six percent, seventy six percent saying yes. Sasha Banks well, is gonna you, dance, and WCW is great. Given you only put it up like like thirty minutes ago, was it the same four people who? <laughs> we had, uh, I believe, at this point, we have, uh, yeah, there there are multi millions of votes oh, in. Okay, multi millions of votes. 
so yes, Jeff Hawkins. Sid's the best. All right. Look. <laughs> First, you start out with a two ring king of the hill battle royal with basically the all Japan roster two for two years later. But it was all my it was all my favorite guys who were in the mid card at that time. You know, you had Gordy and Williams and Rotunda and Sullivan and wild bill Irwin, who's a personal favorite and Ron Simmons and just these big guys clobbering each other. Once you get thrown out of one ring, you get, you have to go into the next one. And then the two winners would face off. But before the match, they showed Teddy long who had been scouting. And (laughs) sure enough, as, as fate would have it, the winner of ring number one, between Sid and Brian Pillman was Sid. So Sid basks in his glory and gets on a knee and and tries to get audience approval. Meanwhile, in the other ring, after battling it out, Ranger Ross was in here too. He's not my favorite. (laughs) Just an aside. Dan Spivey. He's an all-time great. What are you talking about? Dan Spivey wins. Okay. So we have brand new tag team partners who may have to face off. Ooh. But no, logic rears its head. Teddy Long comes out to interrupt and says, nope, we're just going to split the check. What a great heel move to get over a heel team in the skyscrapers. And the skyscrapers just, you know, they pose and they leave because they have a match later, which I also watched. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> Prepare yourself. It's the dynamic dudes of Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace versus the skyscrapers of Teddy Long in Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious. Sid is still kind of green here, and I believe it's Dan Spivey who is showing him the ropes, so to speak. So Dan Spivey does most of the work here. This is the least I've ever seen Sid do, which is amazing to me because he was so over with this crowd. This crowd was chanting for Sid. You remember what I said last week when I go, he looks more like a pro wrestler than any guy possibly in history. That's true. This crowd. I mean, he got tagged in once and gave the lamest ax handle smash on the back. I've ever seen to start with a couple of bad clotheslines and tagged out. And this crowd is chanting for him to come back in after Dan Spivey is doing all this work with Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas. And every time, and Sid gets tagged, Sid gets tagged in. He gets cheers from the crowd. He's getting cheers from the crowd with these sloppy clotheslines. And he actually stops during the match to do face pops to try to get himself over. When he's, when he's supposed to be the new main event heel tag team. It is absolutely amazing to watch. Now, <laughs> and of course, they, they, they win by dropping Johnny Ace basically on his head, which is, is in its own right, is, is amazing. But I just remember my, my fondest memory is watching and thinking how awesome that double battle royal ending was with the skyscrapers uniting instead of fighting. And just, just, oh, it's a new over tag team. 16-year-old me absolutely loved that. And and I had a friend I was working with at the time. It was 
is during my job at McDonald's, the one year I worked there, and that, that guy watched wrestling as well. So we had a lot to talk about. I just I remember that being a great moment. But the, that Sid match against Dynamic is still green as grass, uh, not very good, kind of clumsy to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> to to say that Sid improved drastically even though he's not known as a great worker, so to speak, I know you are vastly entertained by him, but he's Love never Sid. been, Love Sid. never been a ring general. No, but you think if you think he was bad in 2000, when he broke his leg, watch the 1989 great American bash tag match with the dynamic dudes. I liked Sid as a presence. Don't get me wrong as a wrestler. He had a lot to improve on from here. What about Sid as a man? As a man, as a man, as a manly man, as a manly man, a manly man. I, I don't know about the mullet. So the perm mullet, I could have, uh, that phase of Sid, I could have done without, but, uh, he always scared me. So that always gave him my respect. <laughs> Do you, uh, a lot of people equate, uh, Rick rude as like the manliest man. Who, okay. Who is, who is Sid? Where's Sid on the list? Of the of the men's men, like behind behind Rick, behind Rick Rude and and Stephen Regal. Oh well, <laughs> Stephen Regal. I you know I'm more old school than you. I put in guys like uh, Ole Anderson and Harley Race and Dick Murdoch as manly men. Even Dusty, when he would be serious, as as you know, Dick Slater is up there. But uh, you know, Sid Sid's on that list. Rick Rude too. Rick Rude just. Hearing the stories of him, you know, just like smacking the ultimate warrior, just go, God, I'm glad I never met. He always just look, if you pull off a stash and nothing else and people remember you for that, you're a manly man. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.